This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips. I'm your host, Chris Lim. We will be highlighting investment themes that retail investors can act on in 2021 and beyond. This episode is brought to you by Fidelity International. Our guest is Paris Anand, Fidelity's Asia Pacific Chief Investment Officer. Welcome to the show, Paris. Hi. Good morning, Chris. What's the investment outlook for 2021 and beyond in terms of key investment themes? So, I think a couple of areas that I think investors would be well advised to focus on. I think first is that we are likely to continue to see an Asia-led global economic recovery. You know, we've seen this part of the world less impacted by the pandemic overall than we've seen in the West, and that shortens the journey to recovery. I think the second thing that we're seeing is that difference in economic strategy between Asia and China, in particular, versus the West. So, a somewhat more modest use of monetary and fiscal stimulus, especially when compared with the West. So, that's an important theme for investors to consider. And then the third area I would focus on is sustainability. I do feel that when we look at either The financial markets, or probably more importantly, public policy in the real economy, that sustainability will become a central part of economic strategy. That's interesting. So potentially an Asian-led recovery, ESG as an interesting bright spark, and different strategies when you compare Asia and some of the Western countries and the US. Okay, but what concrete steps can retail investors take to act on this outlook? So I think that maybe taking some of those points in reverse, I think that looking at strategies that have a sort of a deep integration on sustainability factors or that play themes that stand to be the beneficiaries around a focus of economic strategy towards sustainability, I think that's one practical thing that investors can look at. Coming back to the point around the differences in economic strategy, particularly around monetary policy. I think that that has its biggest impact, Chris, in the bond markets. So, you know, in lots of bond markets globally, we're seeing a very high level of valuation or, or a very low return outlook. Again, where that's different, I would say, is in Asia. So, to the extent of having that sort of fixed income component in portfolios, we would focus on Asia. And then the third is that you know, in terms of looking at equity strategies, just recognizing that we've had actually very strong performance from asset markets. So, just keeping that focus on valuation and some of those strategies that are maybe not in the very sort of high growth or highly rated parts of the market would feel sensible at this point in time. Interesting how you make a distinction when you talk about fixed income between Asia and the rest of the world, and and you've made that distinction earlier. I guess it's something for retail investors to bear in mind that the economy,、uh, when you talk about the economy as if it's a monolithic thing, isn't quite a monolithic thing. So you have to, investors have to bear in mind which areas they're focusing on, either geographically Asia and everywhere else, or sectors such as ESG sustainability. Would that be right? I think that's right, Chris. I mean, there's probably a couple of points here that I think are probably worth clarifying. The first is that when we think about what can be good for the real economy, it's sometimes different to what is being sort of priced into markets. So let me sort of again make that very simple. 
in some ways, when we look at the leadership in the markets over the course of 2020, you saw this very, very high premium paid for growth because people were very nervous about the growth in corporate earnings and the growth in the real economy. Now, if we start to look ahead to 2021 and beyond, and we start to lay the path towards economic recovery driven by fundamentals in Asia, but maybe driven by more fiscal stimulus in Europe and in the US, then this is going to mean that some of those, you know, you're going to see a broadening out in the market. So some outperformance from some sectors that have been very much left behind and maybe some underperformance from some of those parts of the market that have been priced on the basis that there is no growth in the economy. So the more optimistic we are about the real economy, the more we will see a bit of a rebalancing in markets. I hope that makes it clear, Chris. If you like Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and like us and give us the rating. And now back to our conversation with Paris Anand, Fidelity's Asia-Pacific Chief Investment Officer about investment themes that retail investors can act on in 2021 and beyond. This episode is brought to you by Fidelity International. Now, before the break, Paris, we were talking about concrete steps retail investors can take on the outlook you mentioned. A few other questions. With relatively low yields and arguably overheated equities market, especially in the US, should retail investors wait for the market to cool or at least for some volatility to bring prices down a bit before jumping in? Or should retail investors just simply avoid trying to time the market and thereby risk missing out on the recovery year by standing on the sidelines? So it's a great question, Chris, and I think it brings us a little bit back to some of the themes that we've already talked about. So let's just start with this notion of very stretched equity markets from a valuation point of view. Actually, when you take a step back and you try to sort of look more deeply within the markets, you see there's actually certain areas of the market, so that the US in particular, which is very stretched valuation-wise. But on the other hand, if you look, for example, at a category like emerging markets, which we're very positive on, they've actually under-returned relative to their long-term average over the last five years. So again, this brings us back to this idea that valuation maybe having some attention to some of those areas that it may have lagged, I think is a very useful thing for investors to consider. The second point is that looking at sort of timing the market is always tough when it comes to the sort of short-term zigs and zags. Some of the themes that we're talking about here, Chris, I think are very long duration themes. Some of these asset classes, whether it's Asia, whether it's emerging market, whether it's the fixed income markets in Asia, I think these are long-term investments for retail investors. And then I think finally, on that point around income, I would say clearly there's that need for income returning strategies, acknowledging that we are in a very low rate environment. But, you know, as we see the global economy recovering, I think some of the current low policy rate environment will be challenged somewhat in that area. So in that context, I think for income seeking investors, again, thinking about that exposure to Asia, thinking about that balance in terms of sources of income is really critical. Okay. Well, if the average retail investor really needed three key investment considerations to bear in mind as they invest in the COVID-19 new normal, and these can be new or old considerations, maybe it's things that have always held true, but if there are three that you could flag out, what would these three investment considerations be? 
Well, I think first I would like to come back to that point on valuation, Chris. And and this may seem in some ways like a very naive statement. Of course, as an investor, one should consider valuation. But the last few years paint a very different story. You know, we have seen an, a market environment where valuation, for want of a better expression, has not been your friend. Things that were expensive became more expensive. Things that were cheap became cheaper. And that's built a sort of sense of cynicism around valuation. But given that I do think we're at this material sort of turning points in market, I do think having that focus on valuation and that sort of concept of margin of safety is a good thing for investors to consider. So that would be number one. Number two, I think that coming back to my point about the differences that we see in economic strategy globally, I think in the US in particular, we're in for a period of extensive fiscal and monetary stimulus. One of the consequences of that is weakness of the US dollar on a medium term basis. So I think investors considering where is their exposure or how should they be exposed to kind of non-dollar denominated assets, I think is important. And then that third element that I want to sort of bring out is this idea of beware of false diversification. You know, there's been a lot of interesting work done recently about the challenge of a typical balanced portfolio. And that's often because you're holding on the one side, you know, very expensive growth stocks, and on the other side, very expensive sort of government bonds, normally sort of US treasuries. So again, as we think about new sources of diversification and new sources of low correlation in portfolios, I think that is something where investors would possibly take a kind of a refreshed perspective. Thanks for being on the show, Paris. Pleasure, Chris. Thanks for your time. We've been discussing investment themes that retail investors can act on in 2021 and beyond with my guest, Paris Anand, Fidelity's Asia-Pacific Chief Investment Officer. This episode was brought to you by Fidelity International. And that's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times. That was an SPH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.